Hello, this is the Fair Wizards. I am Alvin, aka Dr. Feel Average. And I am Mike, Too Long Farts. And normally we review every Nintendo 64 game and play them so you don't have to. But not this week. It's another bonus episode or whatever we're going to call it. Insert that name here. Yeah. Played yeah, this is good. That was good. <laughs> I like that big. <laughs> this is not about one game. This is about many games. Most specifically, it's about fake games or reproduction games, which are a scourge of the cartridge era. Yeah. Now, me as a casual player of the games, well, was casual up until I made it kind of a formal thing. Um, Probably don't really care about whether or not it's a legitimate cart or not. However, my partner here, who is bound and determined to own all of them, and he almost does, and is spending good money to get there, actually has a vested interest in having the genuine article. So, this week, we're going to talk to you about some of the ways to tell how these games are well both how they're faked and how to tell if they are fake yeah for every power rangers in the world there's a big bad beetleborgs and <laughs> every time there's a there's a knockoff you it doesn't quite feel the same and you'll know it pretty quickly so we have a pretty definitive list of things that you can easily look for when you're spending money on a Nintendo 64 game and we'll help you Pharaoh wizard style to make those decisions correctly. We're going to try now this episode will probably be benefited by also following us on Facebook and we'll see about getting them on Instagram as well. Um, but look for us for fair wizards n 64 on Facebook, or I think we're the, I think we're fair wizard. Oh God. I don't know our Instagram address. It's, it, it is it is Feral Wizards, but it's supposed to be Feral Wizards N64, but you can only change it so many times because ah. we got we got flagged for being, you know, robots because we post a lot. I post a lot on Facebook. We post a lot on Twitter. So I think he's frozen, but the name Instagram. is the same or it will be. Sorry. Yes. Instagram. We're not on Twitter. That's what I meant. Instagram. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever those kids are doing these days. <laughs> the, <laughs> the picture book. Yeah. <laughs> So, so yeah, a big part of our podcast is, you know, using the genuine games and reviewing them as is. So some of those games are really expensive and that leads to people trying to find a cheaper way to play. So this has led to reproduction carts or repros, which is what we're going to talk about in this thing. And while they usually play the same or at least close to the same, sometimes you'll be able to tell the difference. Uh, they carry almost no value. It's like I said, it's like the Beetleborgs. They, you may have wanted Power Rangers for Christmas. Instead, you're getting Samurai Squad. And if you uh, you paid the cost of the genuine cart, which, you know, on games like Conquer, now you're talking $60, $80, you're going to feel ripped off. We're going to keep you from getting ripped off. So we'll start with the most, I guess, viewed part, the most obvious part, the front of the cartridge, I assume the label. 
Yes. Number one would be an excessively shiny label. So almost all the reproduction games have a super shiny label. And on top of being shiny, if you just look at it compared to a normal game, you can tell that it's been printed with a less high quality printer. Like all it's just like when you tried to like take something and print it on your home printer. It's a little fuzzy. It's a little off. It's not photo quality. If you look at the Nintendo stamp, the seal in specific, that should be crisp, crisp edges, golden in color, not brown, fuzzy, black, blurred out stuff. You'll see fuzziness all over the front and it'll be shiny as hell. Like, I feel like this is one of those ones where if you had them side by side, 90% of people would be like, well, that's the real one. Yeah, and you wouldn't think that the glossiness would be the forgery, but it is. The, the, the real things have a bit of a matte finish. They're not excessively glossy. So that's really going to be the biggest turnaround. Like, it's the biggest red flag that you can get at a fairly quick glance is going to be the, uh, the print quality of the, the actual um, label itself. And like you mentioned, that, that Nintendo stamp or seal or whatever is definitely a, a good metric. Like, there's a reason why that's an official Nintendo thing. And they did a, a pretty, uh, I won't say impressive, but they were, they were pretty uh, adamant about how they did that and how it was reproduced on the carts so that's going to be definitely something to look at and then on to number two another really big one on the front of the cart that we're looking at is for rounded edges so there's a front vertical groove that i love to clean in these nintendo 64 carts there's two of them one on each side of the label it's just a, a straight line up and down another pretty simple way to check is if those are straight and crisp like a brick wall or if they're rounded and weird like the thing that stops your car when you don't know how to park it the 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 real ones are all clearly defined groove with a square cut and square edges the repros are all rounded just about all of them and in fact round and weird all over the front of the cart nothing is it's very clearly cheaply molded and not crisply molded and cut yeah because all of the all of the forgeries are actually um just basically you know they took the real casing and they made a mold of it and so you're getting a reproduction and it's it's definitely a quality issue so you're talking about the two lines that go parallel to the label itself. Yep, those vertical grooves that catch all of the finger snakes and dirt and Dorito crumbs and everything else that you get when you grab the game and slam it inside your cartridge over and over. <laughs> you know, interestingly enough, looking at this, because I'm looking at the copy of the game we played last week, All-Star Baseball 2001, it looks like somebody took this cart apart and then really wrenched it down. Because <laughs> there are like two severe dimple marks where the screws go in, like they pulled it closer together. Which Sometimes that happens for people who try to love their games a little extra. 
<laughs> like take them apart and clean them. I do that too, but you also, it's just like everything else. You don't want to tighten it too tight, but it, you'll see that in a few games. So what is the third thing to okay. look for? Now we're moving to the back of the cart. So uh, the Nintendo rear imprinted logo, a lot of, we're talking about the actual like one that is dug into the cartridge now, not like the printed one, but the one that's imprinted in the cartridge. Almost every reproduction, if you look at the dot above the eye, is going to be rounded. I have no idea why this is, why they would screw something up so badly. But the Nintendo dot above the eye on a, on a legitimate cartridge is a square. and They're all a square. They didn't screw it up for any game. They're all squares. So just flip a card over. If it's a circle above the circle dot above the eye, it's almost certainly a fake. That's an interesting one. And you're right. Like there is a question of why it is so screwed up. I wonder if it has to do with the fact when they they mold, they make the mold, if they actually have to like drill that out. Maybe it's not big enough or something. I don't know. I don't have a really good idea why they would screw that up it seems like such a simple thing well a lot of these are simple things and if you're not looking for them why would you look at that well how many times have you looked at that nintendo thing before and not looked at the dot above the eye until it was pointed out very true i don't (laughs) that's ain't that the truth so So. still on the back of the cartridge now we're going to look at the uh, there's another stamped area on the right side of the rear label that's got all the legal jargon that you're not going to read. Don't bother. Uh, there should be a two-digit two digit imprinted stamp on the rear sticker of the cartridge. Repos almost certainly are not going to have this. It's another one of those things. It's a production stamp. And why would you bother if you're not making a legitimate cartridge? So. So just so, take yeah, a look. Looking for stamp stuff. Look for them. It's a very, it's very faint, or it can be very faint over time because the labels tend to like peel and whatnot or, or bubble up sometimes. But uh, yeah, you can see it actually pressed right onto the the gray label itself. Very visible. And if while we're looking. no, while we're talking about that gray label, well, this will be a separate one now, but. Uh, yeah, it needs to be gray. <laughs> There's all Nintendo cartridges have that same gray back sticker label on them. And once again, for whatever reason, a lot of repros are going to get a black one or really dark gray or printed dark for some reason. I have no idea why they would screw up so many of these things and they don't ever fade. The rear label on a genuine Nintendo cartridge is like it, 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 it's light. It fades. It takes sun bleaching. The Reaper ones don't. They're shiny and they're protected. I mean, look for it. You're looking for gray. And sometimes they put them on really crappy too. Nintendo was really good about centering their stickers on the front and the back. If you have a sticker that's screwed up on the front or the back, that's almost certainly a Repro too. Nintendo's not sending ones off the line with stickers touching the plastic and stuff. <laughs> that Ocarina of Time uh, repro that you sent me is that is definitely the smokingest gun of this smoking guns here is that back label. It is off centered. It's that dark gray. It has no stamp. 
as well as having the the shitty vertical lines although they're not quite as bad as you might be able to miss these vertical lines on this one but the back label is definitely trash uh one more thing on the back well we're looking at the back now we're talking you've got the cartridge physically in your hands these other ones you might be able to see in pictures you should be able to see the colors the glossiness the the circle on the eye i mean if you ask for enough pictures on ebay you'll get it um this one's a little harder the screws so there's the special screws that nintendo uses on their games if you were to take those screws out or just look very closely into the screw holes uh the backing on the screw of a nintendo one is rounded it's a circle uh cheap screws that they use to put the games together on repro cards have a hexagon base on them so without taking it out, if you can just look into the screw hole and see a hexagon, uh, throw that shit right back on the counter and walk out. Yeah, that's another one with this Zelda one. It has got not even close to original screws. There's some whacked out hexagon looking things. It's a mess. I don't even know how you'd get these screws apart, to be honest. This one is a, it's like one of the screws on this one is even like, not centered <laughs> like they drill it up it's yeah. bad yeah dude nintendo is a a stickler for quality so once you start looking at all these things all these little checks should just add up it's like wow well this doesn't look right and this isn't what i remember and then in general if you're shopping online if you're shopping on amazon if you're shopping on ebay just remember like everything else if it's too good to be true, it almost always is. So eBay price, location, the photo. I mean, they're going to use stock photos for these games. They'll probably use a photo of a real game. If you don't ask for a, you know, a timestamp photo, hey, like, can, hey, can you send me the back of the cartridge? See what you get. If it's the same photo you've seen on another listing, I'd start to be suspicious. Location. A lot of these repros are Asian. They're either coming from China, Taiwan, Japan. Japan less, mostly China and Taiwan, but they're coming from overseas. Uh, you don't want to pay and wait for shipping anyway, so you should just be able to avoid that. And then price. If a, a game that's going for $50 every single day is going for a uh, uh, late night infomercial $19.99 or $29.99, shouldn't that raise a red flag? Why are they asking so little for that? And they're always like that. The repros are, are stock prices because they're trying to get people to buy them. You're trying to get a deal. The only reason they exist is because people are trying to get a deal. Everybody wanted to pay $70 for Conquer. They would just pay it and there wouldn't have to be repros. But that's the right. way it is. And, I mean, it's always worth checking out when you see a seller. I mean, most of the sellers that are doing this en masse have multiple accounts, multiple sellers, uh, but especially on eBay, just check to see what else they're selling. If they have, like, multiple copies of this extremely rare game for super cheap, look elsewhere. Just look elsewhere. It's not worth the risk, even if everything seems to check out. I mean, unless you're just really trying to get the game to play the game, which you may not even be getting the game you're expecting, but it's not worth spending 
any extra money on something if it's going to come back and not even i mean some of these some of these repros don't even function which is another problem and they can just say oh well the game doesn't work whatever and you can always fight paypal with it or whatever but yeah he pays pretty good about buyer protection mm -hmm. so if you get something that's shitty you can send it back but you don't want there's a reason you bought it with you know two day shipping in the first place it's because you want to play it you don't want to be waiting so right but yeah, just do keep an eye if you do decide to buy from a seller you're not familiar with or that seems suspicious where the prices are far too low. Definitely investigate them a little further. See what else they're selling. And then that's just a general tip. Yeah, but that's for most things, not just cartridges. Right. Never exactly. trust Never trust the person who's selling you anything because they just want your money. I want your money. Yep. We want $50,000. We'll sell you all sorts of very <laughs> real games for $50,000. 50,000 American dollars. Authenticate it. We'll 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 put our we'll put our stamp of approval. Yeah. I'll give you a time stamp on the picture of me swimming in the sea of cartridges if that's what it needs for you to give us $50,000. <laughs> all right, all right, move on. Next, oh, yeah. next one. Well, there's next only one more. There's and it's okay. now we're this is like Everything else is checked out. You just don't want to spend $300 on Super Bowling. The thing you ask for is a board pick. So for somebody who is not familiar with cartridges, a board pick is when somebody takes those screws, takes them out of the cartridge, opens the plastic up, and takes a picture of the board, the motherboard, however you want to say it, of the cartridge inside. Those picks are all available online. There are multiple resources where you can see an authentic board pick for a game and you can take the picture that you were sent compare it to that one there's serial numbers they're stamped with nintendo they the games are across the board all look the same if it's authentic if it's not it's weird it looks like a ram stick there could be there's never batteries but there's all sorts of superfluous stuff on the repros. Plus, if the person's not willing to send you a board pick for a game that's three hundred dollars, just don't buy it. Like they're the, if they can't take the time to take one picture to send you to make the money that they're trying to get from this, it's probably not legitimate. You're probably getting scammed. Once again, this is yeah. way down the list. But ask for it. Just ask for it, even if you don't want it. Yeah, if someone's willing to give it to you, there's a good chance that either A, they don't know if it's bad or not, or B, they know it's genuine and they're totally willing to, you know, prove it. Nobody stumbles into a $300 Nintendo 64 cart. They usually have it because they know exactly what they have. This game is these games have been out for far too long for people to be just like having attic finds. And being like, oh, look at I have this. It, it very rarely happens. Which isn't to say it never happens. But just get, you do your due diligence. See what you can find out from them. Like I said, most, like, most people will be more than happy to give you that, that information. And you don't have to make a big public spectacle of it. Just ask them privately. Yeah, send them a message. In fact, send a message with any question. In fact... I'm going to triple down on sending messages. If you are buying games because of this podcast, you're like, I want to own Conquer. 
and you're unsure about a copy of Conquer that you see on Facebook Marketplace, send us a picture. Send it to the Pharaoh Wizards Facebook page. Send it to us. We'll look at it for you. I'll tell you it's fake. Yeah, we'll pick it apart. We'll 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 help you out with that. We don't have so many listeners that it's going to be a problem. We'll be your resource to to double check it. Absolutely. And then and then Mike will promptly undercut you on the bid. <laughs> I'm not I'm no. not at the need for multiple copies of Conquer just yet. <laughs> one one that I hate is more than enough. But <laughs> so but let's talk yes. about which games are most likely to be faked because Conquer is one yes. of those games. So there's a pretty there's a people don't fake every single game. You're not looking for fake copies of of WCW NWO Revenge. You're not looking for fake copies of, you know, the racing games and sports games. And people aren't copying these because there's already millions of copies of them. So there's a pretty solid list of games that you should be a little bit leery about when you're buying them online. It starts with all of the Mario Party games. People love Mario Party. One, two, and three, they get faked all the time. Uh, GoldenEye 007, another pretty beloved game. When real copies dry up, fakes come about. That's another one of them. Not extremely expensive, but you know when you can make repros at under five bucks or whatever it takes to make one and and make two hundred percent profit, you're gonna sell them. Uh, same. Yeah. Another cheap one is Star Fox. Star Fox is like a fifteen twenty dollar game. People love that game. So when there's not real copies, there here comes the repros. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one is very, very much influenced by by uh, market. So, you know, if if not necessarily price, but just like you mentioned, availability. Um, and right now, availability is becoming more and more scarce, and price is going up. So, the market for fakes is definitely, definitely going up. Um. You know, once again, it's it's a common sense issue. Uh, you're really not going to have to worry about most of the games, but it's definitely worth it if you're spending any substantial amount of money to just do a bare minimum check. Um, and, you know, it might be worth too, because hopefully when you're doing this, you're shopping around. Um, you're not just taking the first matching bid on, on eBay or whatever you're doing. Um, and it's worth definitely mentioning, check your local shops too. Um, most reputable game resellers will know what they have in stock, but that doesn't necessarily mean they know they have a fake because I mean, I know for a fact I have sold some questionable game cartridges to local stores because I didn't go through the trouble and they gave me the money. So I said, fine. I mean, these were all, I didn't know they were fakes when I bought them. I was just getting rid of things in my closet, but uh, definitely, definitely check uh, in-person buying too. And talk to the talk to your dealer if you trust the place and you like the place, uh, talk to them because they may not know. And if you it's a business you frequent, give them you know a lowdown on hey this is not a real copy of this game, and 
they'll usually willing to, you know, pull it from their shelf or sell it for what it's worth. Hopefully. Yeah. The mom and pop stores, we have a couple of really good ones near us and they have somebody for every type of game. I promise you the one, the ones that are in business to stay in business, know what they're selling, but there's a lot of places to buy video games. There's thrift stores, there's pawn shops, pawn shops, especially they just want your money. They took that game at bare minimum and they want to sell it as quick as possible. They want it in and out. They're not checking repros. They're not checking genuine cartridges. I promise they're not opening games up. If it looks close enough, they're going to put it on their shelf as is. And they're probably going to get frustrated when you start asking a lot of questions. So if you're walking into a pawn shop to buy video games, which I do, uh, just know what you're looking for. Yeah. Do you have um, any, did you have any like good finds that you had that you got a deal on? Like at pawn shops or just in general? Just in general. Have you, have you managed to find any of those treasures where people didn't know what they had or whatever? Um, Yeah, I would say I find quite a few of them. A lot of times it's on Facebook though. And it's people that you never find individual games at a great deal is the general rule. Like you don't find somebody selling one game on Facebook or one game at a store or one game at a rummage sale and having it be a super great deal because they're selling that one game for a reason. But I have gotten uh, like GameCube bundles on Facebook marketplace in a snowstorm this winter at nine o'clock at night that I drove to a gas station to meet the guy. It was 30 bucks for a GameCube and a pile of games. It had Smash. It had Kirby. It had um, Sunshine. It had Legend of Zelda. I mean, just even the loose discs without cases, those are a lot of those games are like 40 and $50. And I felt, and I told the guy, I'm like, look, man, it's probably worth a little more. I slipped him another 20 bucks. I'm like, thank you for meeting me. Um, I'm not reselling these. I'm a hoarder, so don't worry about seeing them again. Up, but he didn't care. It was his kids' games, and he didn't give a shit. So, but that, <laughs> that kind of thing happens all the time. There's a certain amount of guilt, but when you're like, I don't like talking to strangers, so I also don't like to bring up a conversation of, well, I'm kind of like taking you on this stuff. It's just, <laughs> it's just like anything else. If somebody has a price that they put on an ad and they have that in mind that they're happy to get the money that they asked for. It's just like a vehicle. Like if you were to find a barn find, you know, Shelby Cobra Mustang or something, something just ridiculous. And the person wants $200,000 for it, regardless of what it would sell for at auction after you restored it, you're going to give them the money they asked for it. You know, if it's worth more than that, you're not going to hassle them for more money. They might have, right. they might hassle you later on when they, if they find out that, you know, you got to steal off of them. But yeah, in general, if you like, if you're doing what we're doing, where you're trying to play a ton of games, look for big piles of games, look for lots of games. That's another really good way to, to avoid repros is to buy a big shitty pile of unclean games from eBay or from, you know, a rummage sale or, you know, Facebook marketplace or wherever goodwill even does it mm-hmm. just buy a big ugly lot of sports games with a couple of good games mixed into it that's repros aren't hanging out there if it was a if it was a real copy of a game and it's got an ugly label that's why it's in that pile and if it's a real copy of a game that has a beautiful label and it's a pristine copy it's not in the pile because somebody's selling it individually so 
Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a definitely a good way to do it. I know my best find, it wasn't a Nintendo 64. It was actually that copy of uh, Ogre Battle for Super Nintendo, which I was immediately like, is this fake? And that actually sparked our first conversation we uh, between us that we ever had about real and fake cartridges. So I like ripped this thing apart <laughs> and everything kind of checked out. So I ended up selling it to you. Yep. <laughs> but I bought it with, um, it, it came, I bought it from a thrift store. It came with a Super Nintendo. The Super Nintendo worked, but the video didn't work. Like everything functioned on it, like the sound, everything did, but the video didn't. So I sold it as is to a used game place that's going to fix it. Um, so I got 20 bucks out that. I think I sold Ogre Battle to you for like, what, 50, 60? 80. 80, 80 bucks. Which is about so, what it's worth. I gave you what it was worth because I have yeah. this thing. I don't like letting games that are worth something float about. So they have special totes in my basement where they enter and they never leave. That's in the enter and never leave section of my hoarding basement video game dungeon <laughs> i have a lot of things down there where i don't care if i ever play them or if they ever see the light of day again as long as somebody who doesn't appreciate them doesn't get their hands on them <laughs> i have another friend mike who is very much the same way his constant motto with me is well if i don't buy a mic somebody else is gonna buy him and do you want that <laughs> <laughs> no i don't but yeah, for that for that bundle, I got I got that ogre battle. I got the not working sixty four. I got uh, what is it? Gradius, Gradius, I think was the Super Nintendo one, or was it Gradius two? I forget which one. I got that, which I sold to a game store for like I think ten bucks. So I sold the not working Super Nintendo for ten bucks. I sold the uh, the uh, Gradius for like ten bucks. I sold the eighty dollar copy of uh, Ogre Battle to you. So I paid 20 bucks for that. And the, oh, and I paid, uh, I sold the controllers individually too. So those are like five bucks a piece. So I ended up making, you know, about five times, six times what I paid for the console in the games. So that's probably my best like find that I had. That was also really fun, like in the timeline of this podcast coming about because the same week you sold me that Ogre Battle, I bought Ogre Battle 64 from a local video game store for almost the exact same $80 uh, because the I actually got a complete copy, a box manual and game from somebody I trust and uh, was very excited because I have never played any of the Ogre Battle games and now all of a sudden I've dropped $160 on two <laughs> separate ones. Now I'm like an Ogle Battle enthusiast. Uh, Squaresoft, Squaresoft games were were big deal collectors in the states because they never sold as well over here as they did over in Japan. I'm sure Japanese stuff is probably going to be cheaper across the board, like it always is, because they love, especially their fucking Nintendo shit, like. All the expensive Nintendo, well, not all, but most of the expensive Nintendo 64 games are the middling, middling price ones. The Japanese copy is cheaper. Period, yes. Because yep. Especially all the Mario ones, just they just sold more. Like so, any of the Mario sports mm -hmm. games. That's another thing. We're not talking about. We're talking about repros of only the North American carts. 
uh, there isn't a whole lot of reproduction Japanese carts because one, they sold a ton of them. And two, the prices stayed much more stable on those games, the Japanese ones. So there wasn't really a need for it. A lot of people are still getting games at prices that are respectable to this day. So there's no need for repros. It's just an anomaly. Maybe just as Americans, buy, 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 need, need, need. And we drive prices into weird places and it makes things like this happen, but not elsewhere. (laughs) It's definitely, it's definitely an interesting thing because I mean, I played a few MMOs and stuff like that, that going to a Japanese server prices are always lower there, like for the same items. And it's not because they have more people. I mean, some of the servers have more people, but it has nothing to do with population. It just feels like they treat their prices and markets differently. Like they price things more accurately. Not everybody's out there trying to make a deal. And I don't know if it's a cultural thing or just maybe that's just something that is a happy coincidence, but it might, it might be a cultural thing. It's hard to say. I know the United States has a very uh, money deal oriented culture. So if you end up uh, finding a way to make money, somebody's going to be there to exploit it immediately, which is, I'm sure, definitely part of our video game market. But with especially Nintendo products, it's just Nintendo is not or was not as big a seller in the States as it was in Japan. Now that can vary too. That that changes when you start talking about like Xbox and, and Sony to an extent, but Nintendo especially is still going to be bigger in Japan than it is here. Yeah, especially for this system. I mean, look at the disk drive. There's something you, you'll probably not hear a lot about on our show, but Nintendo made a disk drive for the Nintendo 64, the, the N64 DD. Jap- Japan got it. It didn't sell well there, It so it never even got over here. But there's a lot of games that Animal Crossing, which is a huge cultural phenomenon right now, that the disk drive had an internal clock. So the only way that that game played was if you had the disk drive. And for that reason, we never got it over here because we didn't get the disk drive. There's a lot of games where, like, even um, F-Zero X, there was extra tracks and extra soundtracks and extra cars that came along with the disk drive. They're actually on the code of the F-Zero X cart that we got in North America, but they're not accessible because you don't have a disk drive to plug it into. Not saying you can't buy one because they're out there, but uh, you're going to be spending more money than you are going to be comfortable with to get one. <laughs> <laughs> I I honestly wanted to get one of the, um, the uh, Korean N64s because part of the fallout after World War II, Korea and Japan were obviously not on very good speaking terms. So they had a Nintendo, a Nintendo 64, but it wasn't called, I forgot what it was called, but it was not called a Nintendo 64. It was called something totally different. But you can't, you can't, like, even if you go to Korea and try to buy it from one of these places, they're pretty much like, you're taking it out of the country. No, go fuck yourself. You're not taking it out of the country. It was one of our trivia things on our Facebook page, and I posted it one time because I thought it was hilarious, and I already can't remember what it was called either. Yeah, I know. I, I looked into it, too. Immediately after you posted that, I'm like, I want it. I need it. How do I get it? 
I want to play. I want to play Korean, Korean, not Nintendo sixty four. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. Apparently, it's it's a very difficult thing, and and it's part of a almost like a national pride thing in Korea where they don't typically send those out for export. So interesting, interesting fact. Not really necessarily what we're talking about, but it's in the ballpark. It's in the range. We didn't have a full plan for this episode. We just wanted to get the basics down about how to find these fabricated carts because of how big of a deal that is to what we're doing with the podcast because to be honest uh, people have asked us why don't you just use emulators you don't need to play all the games but well one mike has them all and, and two two fuck you that's why don't tell me <laughs> what to do with my money <laughs> <laughs> fucking give me fifty thousand dollars and i'll play all the emulated copies yeah <laughs> but uh, i just in general this is so this is this is something that is deeply important to me because I don't want anybody to be ripped off after falling in love with the N64 because of this podcast, which is my just absolute hope and dream is that <laughs> three, three to five people buy N64s because of this podcast and then buy games based on our cost versus value to review rankings. And, and then they're like, oh, wow, they were right. This was totally worth my money. And then they can send me a feel-good story and I can be like, fuck yeah, I did my job. I'm glad I did that podcast for multiple years and nobody ever gave me $50,000. See, it's all part of the long game too. Because if you get everybody into the system, all of a sudden the prices keep going up and then you can cash out. (laughs) (laughs) For $50,000. I'm going to buy my own podcast. Ugh. Well, I will sell you. I will sell you my half of the podcast <laughs> for twenty five thousand dollars. If you want to go that route, we can do this. I'll. I'll I don't know. I'll. Ed, I'll keep editing for you, and you can just do it by yourself. <laughs> so, to recap, a service that we offer looking at your games. I would also like to uh, bring about another service that we now offer, which I discussed with my cohort earlier in this week we will plug anything on this show for one dollar in the way that we feel it is necessary but for two dollars we would consider plugging it the way that you want it to be plugged we were going to sell ad space just for whatever we'll plug we'll plug anything as long as it's not you know something awful like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna plug your fucking bootleg copy of Mein Kampf get the fuck out of here but you know if, if you got a, a different podcast or you have something you want to talk about or or we'll, we'll just a product you have an Etsy store I don't care we'll plug anything for a dollar so, for a goddamn for, dollar you can get on our show but then you're getting it the way that we want it for well, two dollars we would consider yeah. listening to your ad well, well no I, I, I don't want to listen to it I don't want to listen to it. We're going to record it, but we'll record. We'll record what you said, and that's the important part, or what you want us to say. But otherwise, we're gonna we're gonna sell it the way we want to sell it. Well, yeah. If you want us to plug spaghetti, I'll plug spaghetti for a dollar. It doesn't even have to be anything beyond that. I love spaghetti. Give me a dollar. <laughs> this is all part of our very very slow transition into selling out because it's been like five episodes and nobody's given us $50,000.
and we're just our our families are starving. We're <laughs> no, I mean, and we we it, haven't set up the Patreon for fifty thousand dollars either because somebody's got to pay me to set up a Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's gonna be that's gonna be cash only transaction. We're not doing that digitally. We you have we'll come to you for the fifty thousand. Yeah, because yeah. you know we're we're gentlemen. Yes, but uh, <laughs> but for the ads, yeah. we will accept digital one dollar bills. Yeah. So, just just an FYI, or if you just want to give us money, you can hit us up on our Anchor Pay, pay page. I mean, we're not, look, we're not we're not out here begging for the money. But if you like what you hear and you want to support us, uh, if you go on to Anchor.fm, you search us, you can click on the support tab. Uh, there's options to pay, I think, a dollar a month or five dollars a month. Or if you're Moneybags McGee, I think ten dollars a month. That's just Anchor setting it up for us. We didn't set those prices. But hey, you know what? It's there. You might as well plug it, right? So that's just another thing I'm throwing out there. We're going to keep doing it whether you pay us or not. But it's there. So, I mean... We suck at fucking hyping ourselves. If you pay us money, we can buy ads <laughs> for Facebook and then advertise dumb shit that has nothing to do with the podcast. We're going to waste every penny if oh, we're yeah. not making us. Absolutely. Amount. If you give yeah. us a dollar to, uh, you know, advertise paper airplanes, I guarantee you I'm spending that on like big league chew or something like that. None of this is getting saved. If you actually give me a dollar to advertise paper airplanes, I'm going to buy a dollar's worth of paper and make them all into paper airplanes. That's what I'm going to do with it. Well, 50 cents. I'll share. We'll split it. Whatever. Nice. There are things, like you said, that we won't do, though. Uh, We will not plug books because fuck books. We will not plug uh, AutoZone because fuck AutoZone. Uh, is that it? No, just, I was just hoping you were going to keep going. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know. I thought maybe you had more things we we're not going to plug. Uh, I won't plug anything Alex Jones adjacent, which includes Joe Rogan, except for the Joe Rogan experience, now exclusive to Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> we won't because plug Chicago. Fuck Chicago. Uh, look, I promised. No, I didn't. But I implied that I would make an effort to be less hard on Chicago. I so... don't have to. That's fine. You can do whatever you want. That's your dollar or your 50 cents. I'm going to say fuck Chicago every episode. Fuck Chicago. Fuck Peoria. <laughs> Illinois. <laughs> Oh, I got right. no reason. I got. I know nothing about your fine city of Peoria, but fuck off. <laughs> I don't know. Now I'm just trying to make make it more uncomfortable if Tony ever wants to work with us again. <laughs> He's coming back. He's coming back. He's coming back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are limits, but not for a dollar. There's not many limits. I, I like know dollars. Why. Yeah. We're just we're just padding this episode. We needed a little bit more time to catch up on some of the games. So 
We're giving we're giving you content. This is fucking content. This is what you guys Bonus want. There's there, we're not getting paid for this episode. There's no yeah. ang, there's no ad in here. You think anger they're gives one single fuck what we're gonna do on this episode? They don't. They're not yeah. paying us. Yeah, they're probably the ones selling you the bum cartridges anyway. Yeah, fuck anchor. No, well, God, uh, I didn't no. say that. <laughs> no, we love anchor. They're the sponsor. It's, it's oh, what's the other one? Podbean. Podbean sells you fake Nintendo sixty four cartridges. Yeah, that's the one. SoundCloud. Yeah. SoundCloud. <laughs> Fuck SoundCloud. <laughs> for no reason in particular. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming to this in super informative and definitely not our way of trying to sell our podcast in a uh, long form inf- infomercial type episode, guys. This definitely wasn't the plan. But once again, we didn't have a plan past giving you that information. So the fact that you kept listening is pretty cool. I mean, honestly, thanks for listening ever. Um, okay. So without fuck Chicago, what are our, what are our things? It's fuck books, uh, do crime. Uh, UK get out of Ireland. Yeah. UK get out of Ireland. Um, throw your car batteries into the ocean. That's it. Five and- things. No, that's not five. That's four. Books, Chicago, UK. Car no, no, batteries. we're not doing Chicago. We're not doing Chicago this time. Oh, we're we're oh, leaving oh. Chicago out. Do crime. You know what? That's it. Do crime. Do crime. Car batteries. Fuck the police. Oh, it's not six yeah. things. I don't want to take out Chicago for that, but I do agree. No, I think we should take, because honestly, Chicago would be way cooler without the police. <laughs> their pizza is still casserole and they're I'll, I'll and eat their soupy pizza if I know that the cops aren't going to like black bag me and take me off to a torture site you would say that until you got tomatoes on your hot dog well I'm just not going to order the hot dog fine I'll order, I'll order the soupy pizza I'll order the real can we, can we, style can we switch it to fuck deep dish and Chicago style hot dogs I still rather say fuck the police. All right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all we got to say this episode. So, thanks for hanging out with us, guys. All I really want is money.